Week 17 preview and picks. Kirk Cousins on the COVID list. Is his time done in Minnesota? And is the Vikings season done? Eagles, Saints, 49ers, all vying for that wild card spot in the NFC. Big Ben's last home game. Cards and Cowboys fighting for NFC seeding. And the Ravens and Chargers trying to get in in the AFC. All that coming up right now. You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson Show. It's the last episode of 2021. So happy new year to you. Happy New Year to all the listeners out there. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter. Hope everyone has a fantastic New Year, a fantastic 2022, uh, and very safe celebrations here uh, as we head toward the New Year and those NFL playoffs and plenty of matchups here in Week 17 that will have big impacts on those playoffs. One team, though, let's start here. And uh, we did hit a few games yesterday. We'll get to the last 10 games or so of the schedule on today's show, starting with the rest of the early games and then get into some prime timers. But I'm actually going to start with the primetime game, which is the 7-8 and eight Vikings on Sunday night football at the 12-3 and three Packers. And Matt, uh, big news right now around the NFL is the Vikings will be without their starting quarterback, who is unvaccinated because Kirk Cousins has tested positive for COVID. That might end his year. That might end his career with the Minnesota Vikings. If they do what we think they might do in the offseason, Zimmer, Spielman, a lot up in the air now with those Minnesota Vikings, and they're going to have no choice now but to play a different quarterback. But, Matt... It looks like they're not going to play the quarterback we thought they should to see a little Kellen Mond, see what that rookie looks like going into 2022, see what they have. Is it going to be the veteran journeyman Sean Mannion starting in prime time against the Packers to try to save those Vikings playoff life? Sure sounds like it. I mean, this news just broke half an hour or so before we recorded. It's interesting because you and I have talked to a lot of Vikings this week, and boy, we had some unbelievable Vikings, you know, coverage on Wednesday, but the just take our episode. word for that one. You know, you know. <laughs> uh, the lost episode <laughs> was about, so good. Talked about the subject a lot, you know, like we might see another rookie quarterback in Mond and, you know, um, I guess I get going with Mannion now because you're still alive in the playoffs. He's a professional quarterback. I'm sure he'll hand it to Dalvin Cook 8,000 times and throw it to Justin Jefferson 8,000 times and see, you know, let your chips fall where they may with a veteran. But I don't think it's going to go well. And I, I think Green Bay will be able to handle this game without much resistance at all, thus eliminating the Vikes. And then maybe we see Mon next week. Really an interesting organization, though. I mean, just you want to live in mediocrity or are you willing to make a big move and blow the thing up? And I'm real curious how that goes. I'm sure Zimmer's looking at it like, hey, we just got to win this game. That's the only thing. That's how coaches think. And, oh, by the way, I wouldn't mind keeping my job. But I think the Packers blow their doors off now. And and you had a really good point off the air. Like, man, don't you think the NFL would love to have gotten out of this game as the primetime game now? Yeah, if they could have flexed that out for another game, uh, that they definitely would have. The line was already seven points in the Packers' favor. Now, after this, even if you can find a line that's open right now, uh, I'm looking at at least 13 points now that favors the Packers' In this one, and I get the idea that Sean Mannion, the the veteran, maybe gives you a better chance to win this week. And if they lose, then they're out of the 
playoffs mathematically, then you go Kellen Mond in week 18. But that's also not a great sign for Mond. And Mond has been Kirk Cousins' backup. He's been the number two right, right, dressed right. on game day, not Mannion. So for Mannion to leap over him maybe isn't the greatest sign for Kellen Mond in his rookie season either. So maybe that tells you a little something if Sean Mannion's still the guy that gives you the best chance to win. Or who knows, maybe they, they do a little sneak attack and use Kellen Mond on Sunday night and have some packages for him, which could be fun. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's something to look for in that game that all of a sudden got a lot less interesting for our viewing pleasure on Sunday night. I'm going to lay the points, though. 13 is a lot. Um, Some big lines. But, man, <laughs> yeah. Ah, 13, uh, yeah, I, I guess you got to. Because there's enough yeah. the other problems and, and players that the Vikings are missing. And, yeah, an extra touchdown and not having Kirk Cousins there probably sounds about right. So, yeah, I'll give up those 13 points. Sounds like Jari Alexander is going to be back. I mean, which makes Justin Jefferson's life just a little more difficult. No Thielen. They're, the Vikes are pretty light right now. And uh, Zadarius Smith, too. I, I kept reading that he was close. Is he going to come back before the playoffs? Um, let's see. I want to just see the latest on him really yeah. quick because, man. I mean, that... While you're looking, it's amazing that the Packers have done this this year without Zadarius, Jari Alexander, Bakhtiari, oh, you know, like yeah. elite players. Getting Alexander back is massive for the Packers in huge. the playoffs. I mean, that Playoff is huge. Run? And if they get Zadarius Smith back, too, uh, he's not back at practice this week. But it still seems like it's close. But it's been close for a month, so I don't know. Uh, no if, reason to rush If him, we'll man. ever see Zadarius Smith back this season. But uh, maybe in time for the playoffs. We'll see. And they'll have a week if they keep winning. And things are going great for the Packers now to be 13-3. and And really, um, I don't know what the math is, but they might even be able to lock up home field with this win, depending on who wins and loses this weekend. Yeah, I'm not positive on that either, but the Packers might be sitting very pretty Sunday night, and I'm sure we'll get all the playoff scenarios because, you know, Steelers-Browns doesn't matter Monday night, so all the games will be already booked, and we we may have, you know, the Sunday night crew saying, boy, with the win, they lock it up, and they rest everybody, and look out. Green Bay's a good spot. Right, yeah, so even with tiebreakers, if they win this, um, they'll be at least tied for the best record in that one seed in the NFC, and then we'll see what the tiebreakers are with the other teams, and there's still three teams that are 11-4 and four right now in the Cowboys, Rams, okay. and, uh, and Tampa, those division leaders right now in the NFC, and we'll have all those playoff scenarios. It'll be a lot easier next week, midweek, when we break down um, week 18, we'll know exactly this or this, instead of, well, this has to happen and this can happen in the last two weeks, and there's just so many different scenarios We'll know exactly what the scenarios are next week, and we'll get deep into that and cover all of these games, of course, on our Monday podcast after all of the action Sunday. Uh, we got to move quickly here now for the rest of this schedule. Buccaneers at Jets. Another big line here, another 13-point line with those Buccaneers on the road at 11-4, uh, favored by 13 points against the 4-11 and New York Jets. Big number, but... If you bet against the Jets all week, all year, you'd have a lot more money in your pocket than the start of the season. And I know the Bucks have some injuries and are down, but uh, the Jets' defense is horrendous. Uh, the Bucks, I think, will have, have a lot of pressure, a lot of success. They tend to keep their foot on the gas when they're winning and blow teams out, but will they in this situation if they're not real healthy? I still tend to think so. I'll take the Bucks minus big points sneaky fantasy football finals who do you go with at running back for the bucks 
Do you start Ronald Jones? Oh, Jones. Okay. You, yeah. you think they lean on him with Jones, even though he's not the biggest back, if they have a lead in that game? Yeah, and I'm almost certain the Jets allow the most fantasy points to running backs in the whole league, which would certainly add up. Right. Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn is interesting to me just because he's a little yep. bigger than Jones, and he had a breakout week last week, and there were some comments after the game with Bruce Arians talking about how uh, he could be sort of a lead back type. Uh, at 5'10", 214 pounds, and you can still see some of the juice in some of his runs. I don't know what happened with Keyshawn Vaughn, why as a third-round running back, you should be uh, you know, a starting running yeah, back in the yeah. NFL. And it never happened for him in Tampa, but I, that could be a really sneaky play. If you're down and you don't have anybody else, Keyshawn Vaughn is a really interesting one this week because I could see them getting a lead and, and giving the ball quite a bit to Vaughn. Yeah, I, I probably dismissed that too quick because, first of all, in the dynasty community, Vaughn was like a first round pick in his rookie drafts. I mean, there was all kinds of buzz before he ever laced on the you know, put the pads on, and he massively disappointed everybody that drafted him. But Ronald Jones, <coughs> I mean, he drops a lot of passes. He's not a route runner. He's not a good pass blocker, and he blows assignments. Well, that doesn't exactly endear you to TB12. Right. He's not the biggest back. And, you know, so if you're trying to replace Leonard Fournette, it would make more sense to go with a little bit of a bigger running back and leave Ronald Jones in the role he was already in. Yeah. It just didn't do that when it mattered right. last week. Yeah, you know? no, that's true. But, you know, it's not a bad call, especially maybe for DFS. I'm sure Vaughn's really cheap. Rams, Ravens. What do we think here? 11-4 and four Rams on the road at the 8-7 and seven Ravens. Ra- uh, Ravens are going to be in better shape this week with their quarterback situation than they have been recently Rams on the road though favored by four and a half interesting one here very interesting one in this one because Lamar Jackson where are we at with Lamar Jackson uh Didn't practice today. still not practicing still limping a little bit so even if he plays he's going to not be 100% it looks like um and Tyler Huntley though is back because he was on the COVID list last week um I, I yeah. feel like this is a sneaky Baltimore home dog four and a half points where they can keep this game at least within a field goal against the Rams. But maybe I'm maybe I'm off on that one. I might convince you otherwise. This okay. is one of my favorite bets of the week is the Rams. And I understand it's a cross-country road trip, 1 o'clock, but the Rams have a lot to play for. I just think the Ravens' corners are JV at best. I mean, they're really thin there. And Cooper Cup might set records, not to mention Odell and Jefferson. And I think they can still control the ball on the ground with Michelle. How about this? Sony Michelle has the most rushing yards in the league in December. You know, so they've used him a lot over the last four weeks. Wow. Yeah. So if you're thinking about starting him or not in fantasy, definitely start him. And the Ravens' offensive line is kind of in shambles right now, too. I think that's a bad matchup with Donald coming to town. And Ramsey doesn't travel all the time or even regularly. But, boy, I would stick him on Andrews like crazy. He's big and strong enough to handle it. I I like the Rams big in this one. I did see a note that Cam Akers wasn't officially ruled out yet to play as early as this weekend, although they're still targeting next week. So even if he plays, I don't think he's going to get a ton of snaps. So that shouldn't change your Michelle decision. But uh, going into week 18, going into the playoffs, to have Cam Akers and Michelle, and they still have Henderson there. And I think they've missed that level of um, sort of a physical runner that Michelle brings that Henderson doesn't really bring. And I think that's been pretty key for the Rams down the stretch. Huge. They've used more six offensive line sets. I heard a, a, a cool note on Acres actually, because 
I, you know, it shocked me that he came back, came back this early. But hey, modern medicine, young player, all that—that's that, fine. And I just thought, boy, they're activating him to get him a little bit before the playoffs and keep him in their back pocket for the the playoff run. But I also heard, and I thought this was pretty cool, the team, if it's true, by activating him, it helps him get another year towards his pension and things like that. You know, so. I don't know exactly how yes. that works. So, uh, kind of, yeah, I, I yeah. saw the same story. So they activated him last week, so that way he would get three weeks in because you need three active weeks to, to have a year that counts toward count. your pension. Yeah. Okay. Really cool. Which is really you know, cool. Like, that is, yeah. Especially knowing that maybe they'll get him back before the season, do it a couple weeks earlier, and, and that makes a huge difference in his pension plan. So that, that is really cool of the Rams to do that. It makes a really big difference in the locker room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that's huge. Knows that you're doing that for him. Absolutely. Know? Um but really, it's Matthew Stafford. Don't throw the ball to the other team. I don't know what Matthew Stafford's doing, been doing recently, Ooh. but that's going to be the biggest key for the Rams in this one and going forward into the playoffs. Without a, without a doubt. I mean, that's to me is if he plays like last week, well, then the Ravens will be in this thing. But I just think the Ravens are way too depleted, and mm-hmm. this is a bad matchup for them. All right. You talk me into it. I'll give up those right. points with those Rams. i got a lot of favorites going. I don't like how many points I'm giving away this week. A big one next. We'll get to the Eagles, who are fighting for a wild card playoff spot, uh, two games in three weeks now, this time at the 6-9 and nine Washington football team. Cowboys, Cardinals, uh, Broncos, Chargers, a bunch of good games coming up next. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in that plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, yet it is low in sugar, low in calories, low in net carbs, and high in protein. Most Built Bars contain only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar. It's usually around 240 calories and a whopping 30 grams of sugars and dozens of net carbs. That can derail your diet very quickly, but you can feel good about Built Bars. They taste great, and they keep you going. That protein makes that satisfaction Last And, of course, you don't get bored eating Built Bars because they are still covered in 100% real and delicious chocolate. So many flavors to choose from. Some holiday flavors you might be able to still find at Built.com and all of the standards. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie are two of the favorites. Just go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you can get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% at Built.com. Those Philadelphia Eagles at 8-7 and seven, having a nice little run here. Uh, they are favored at 4.5 on the road, just as the Rams were. They're at Washington, a team they just beat a couple weeks ago, a Washington team that was fighting each other on the sideline last week against the Cowboys. Did that show that there's some fight, that Washington is ready to play spoiler and knock their division rival Eagles out of the playoffs? Or is this a Washington team that's kind of folded up shop and are looking pretty done and started fighting themselves because they know that their season is over and they're making plans to stick their toes in the sand somewhere during the winter? Probably the latter, but I will say they got dealt a pretty rough hand the last couple of weeks with COVID and short weeks and the teams they had to play. So maybe we're a little too down on Washington, but... It also just came out that Antonio Gibson's now going to be on COVID. I'm sure there's no chance of him playing with it being this late in the in the week. And they're kind of in a tough spot. And, you know, we opened the show talking about Minnesota. I think Philadelphia is now, you know, with the status of the Saints and Vikings, the Eagles are in a great spot to, to get to the postseason. 
I think they win this game going away and just control the time of possession, a lot of running, don't have to take a lot of risks, wear, both, wear the, the, the football team down on both lines of scrimmage. I don't think we talk about how good the Eagles' offensive line is quite enough. It's a really, really good unit. Yeah, with everything going on with COVID and um, it looks like Heineke is... I think he's playing. Yeah, I think but... he's good. And Ron Rivera, there there was some speculation that he wasn't going to start because Ron Rivera was uh, sort of getting frustrated with Heineke. But Ron Rivera this week did say that Heineke gives him the best chance to win over Kyle Allen. So they're going to stick with Heineke as the starting quarterback there. Um, but, yeah, it's no Gibson. They, they, it's just a tough situation. There. They're at home. Can they get angry? Can Ron Rivera get his crew riled up? I think the Eagles are going to win this game. Four and a half, I don't like it on the road. I'm going to take the home dog here because I'm tired of okay. all these favorites. I'm going to go home dog, Washington playing spoiler. But I think the Eagles could still possibly get in. This is going to be a wild, wild card uh, race here the last two weeks in the NFC. But give me Washington. Okay. I'm not, I'm not uh, hating that. Uh, I think Washington's I, a little better than we think. I don't have any great reasons for it aside from just they're going to be angry. And instead of fighting each other, they're going to fight the Eagles. You know, division okay. opponents at home. Let's let's ruin somebody else's season since our season's ruined kind of thing. I'm not loving taking all these favorites either. Yeah. It seems like too much of a trend. And the Eagles, I, I think we did overrate the Eagles' win two weeks ago against Washington because of how COVID-ravaged they were. Right, You know, right. is that hangover still there for Washington? But uh, And Washington did not look good against the Cowboys last week, obviously. But, uh, <laughs> but was that a smack in the face for Washington? Can they re- recover from that? And I feel like Ron Rivera teams do a good job of that. I don't want to overreact to that Cowboys game because they couldn't have looked worse, and I know right. they're better than that. Broncos at Chargers. Uh, again, the Broncos, one of those teams that, uh, you know, too little, too late, I think, for the Broncos, and, and it was respectable that they held themselves in this race for so long, but uh, they're they're pretty much done here. The Chargers is the team I'm thinking about. Can the Broncos play spoiler now? For the Chargers, who are at 8-7, and seven, lost last week and lost a lot of momentum and lost a lot of power to um, to control their own destiny here with the playoffs. So they're going to need some help at 8-7. and seven, And this team can't stop the run. Broncos have a couple of pretty darn good running backs. Are they going to run all over the Chargers like the Texans did last week? If Rex Burkhead can go for 149 yards, how many yards can Gordon and Williams go for against these Chargers? Chargers at home favored by 6.5, though. You and I have never talked about this, but I have to clear the air. You can't control your own destiny. You can control your own fate, though. Destiny <laughs> is predetermined. That's just like the the instincts <laughs> argument, right? Right, yeah. right. I mean, yeah. I mean, great whites hunt seals instinctually. Ray Lewis does not hunt r- running backs instinctually. It's a learned trait. Anyway, um, I'll take the Chargers and lay the points. Got embarrassed. I think they're a better team that will respond to that. But most importantly, I think getting Derwin James and Bosa back makes a really bad defense at least respectable with some big playability. Denver, it's hard to get it. I mean, some of these games are hard to comment just because of the COVID situations. But they've been – there's a lot of questions about who's available for them right now. Both running backs are questionable. I think they had to do a a virtual practice this week and – it's going to be lock. We know that much. I think Denver's in a rough spot. It might be ready to hang it up. 
I don't like how many points it is. I do think the Chargers can win this game. One of the the things that uh, the Broncos can do is keep the scoring low to keep the game a little bit right. close and still lose this game. So I'm going to take the points with the Broncos. I think the Chargers will win this one straight up, though. But six and a half is just a little too much. One thing we have seen from the Chargers already this year, though, and Brandon Staley's a good coach. They they were a really bad stop in the run earlier on in the year. They kind of fixed some things, and that helped. Um, did did missing Bosa was that sort of the the straw that broke their back for um, for stopping the run again because he's such a, a good both run and pass defender. I think that was pretty huge for them last week. Um, Bosa is back from the COVID list. Corey Lindsley and Joey Bosa back from last week, so so that'll be huge for the Chargers in this game. So so that's I think definitely Eckler's something. playing the play too. Yeah, Eckler too. Even though Jackson did fine and, and was was yeah, yeah. A, a big scoring, uh, was a big scoring. I mean, he was a beast for me in the uh, Locked On Dynasty playoffs. I picked him as it's really odd to pick up a player in Week 16 when you're a playoff team and you're in the semifinals and pick up a guy off waivers and start him over all of your running backs that you've had all year. You know, <laughs> you it was a, do that kind of stuff and, and but it worked. It, it worked yep. out well for me. Then I dropped him again. So um, there you go. Boom. Yeah, because Eckler's back. But anyway, love yeah. him and leave him. The more I talk about it, the more it looks better for the Chargers here. But I still don't trust them anymore. I'm done with the Chargers. I was I gave them a chance, and then they won me back midseason. Uh, that they lost me again too many times. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Uh, I'm done. I'm done with the Chargers until next year. And then I'm gonna be all over them again. I, I hear what you're saying because I think there's a strong. I'm not gonna touch this game because I think there's a strong case to bet on Fangio's defense to keep this thing close. Right. Yes. But it's close game. Give me the points. Yeah. No, I hear you. I, I'm the, not putting any of my money on that. And, and just the, the style stylistically kind of fits where the Broncos are right now with, with the, the strengths and weaknesses of the Chargers. Although Justin Herbert could go um, nuclear and, you know, put 40 points on the Broncos. Who knows? He could. And not much of a home field advantage for the uh, L.A. Chargers, though. That's true. How about a home field advantage for those Dallas Cowboys at 11 and four? They are hosting the 10 and five Cardinals. This is a really big matchup. This one should be flexed into Sunday night. I know it's too late to yeah. do that, but I would love to see this one in prime time Sunday because uh, this is major playoff seeding implications here in the NFC. The Chargers still probably think they can get back and win the West. Uh, they could at least hurt the Cowboys and, uh, and and drop them down to four and five here in the seedings, even if uh, the Cards can't win the West and knock the Cowboys behind the other 11-win teams currently in the NFC. But the Cardinals have been struggling, and the Cowboys looked as good as any team in the NFL last week. They're scary when they get both passing and running game going on offense, and the defense stays playing the way it has been. Dallas by six at home against those Cardinals. How you feel about this one, Matt? It's a big number to give a, a, a talented Cardinals team, but they're a little lost right now. Um, I think the Hopkins injury has derailed them more than I had expected. Kyler's not quite himself. Rodney Hudson, I think, is returning for this one, which would go a long way as just a stabilizing force for that line and their blitz pickup and dealing with where's Parsons coming from and all that type of thing. I still like Dallas at home, though. I think they're playing much better than Arizona is right now on both sides of the ball. James Conner and Rondell Moore also practicing this week. Uh, they've they? been banged up. So, um, yeah, getting Hudson back. I mean, that helps. More weapons at Kyle Murray's disposal. But he hasn't looked the same. Cliff Kingsbury, questionable calls, questionable game management. Um I like the Cowboys in this one. I hate all these lines. I don't think I would bet on this one, but I'm going to give up those points and take the Cowboys because they are, they're looking like a juggernaut. I might take the Cowboys over any team right now in the NFL if 
every team lined up and had to play this week. I might be with you. Wow. I mean, that's a big statement, Mm -hmm. but Green Bay is a little scary, but I think the Cowboys are playing extremely well. I mean, I just said I didn't want to overreact to the Washington loss. I maybe should not overreact to such an impressive Dallas win, but we've seen that in them all year and really for the last couple of years, and it might just be hitting its stride right now. I would take Cowboys over Packers because Rodgers' toe and the Packers' run defense. That That's enough to, yeah. to break yeah. that tie for me. Otherwise, maybe I would take the Packers. Um and I think Dallas has less weaknesses. And that's, weaknesses. that's why home field is going to be so important. Nobody wants to go play in Green Bay, right? Of course not. No. You think the Cowboys want to get out of that stadium and go play in uh, Green Bay in January? No, they definitely Heck do not. No. All right. And uh, I think got... it's going to be a tough place for Arizona to play this week. Panthers, Saints. Saints could be out of the playoffs if they lose and the 49ers win this week, and they've got the Panthers in their house. We've got Lions, Seahawks, that uh, two teams that are playing for nothing but draft position right now, and Big Ben's last game at Heinz Field. Steelers hosting the Browns next. You like any of these lines for the NFL schedule this week? Well, you can find all of the odds, props, and lines at betonline.ag as we head toward the playoffs and the College Bowl season. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Not only football, you've got pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, all of your favorite Vegas casino games as well. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2022 year. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Just head over to the website or use your mobile device and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code locked on to receive that bonus at Bet Online, where the game starts. Let's get this 49ers game out of the way as well. The Niners are hosting the Texans. And uh, these two games here with the 49ers at home and the Saints at home, this could sew up the NFC wildcard this week because the 49ers will be in if they win and the Saints lose. Niners at 8-7, and seven, hosting the Texans. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's thumb still not practicing. There, there's no Friday practice reports yet. It's 9.30 a.m. Pacific time as we record this. The Niners are going to practice this afternoon, but it hasn't looked good for Jimmy Garoppolo. Even though, if you, if you heard Kyle Shanahan speak earlier in the week, it sounded like he expected and would play Jimmy Garoppolo if he was cleared even if he wasn't 100 yeah, percent, which is like kind of it's kind of like the i mean it's not quite as extreme as the Mannion mond thing but man if if trey lance as talented as he is the guy they went up to get number three if if you don't think that a guy a quarterback that can barely grip a football you know if he, you're not better than that right, like right. what's going on with i mean i know it's tough to be a rookie in the nfl and kyle shanahan's demanding but but come on and, and um jimmy uh, or, uh it's not week two either You've right oh no, yeah, yeah this right. is week 17 um and George Kittle was on local radio this week saying that he fully expected Jimmy Garoppolo to be able to play and tough it out. Uh, I think yeah, you got to sit him if he hasn't practiced yet. I think, he, I, think I think maybe this is like don't tell the Texans who the starting quarterback is going to be kind of thing maybe, but um, I expect it to be Trey Lance. We'll see if that's 
how it goes. There's still another practice to go here this week for Jimmy to get cleared, but he hasn't practiced yet this week. So rookie Trey Lance for the 49ers. I don't know if it really matters that much for the line, and the line hasn't changed with all this Jimmy Thumb stuff this week at all. The Niners have been favored by 12.5 all week, and they still are. It's a big number, but Niners at home against the Texans, who just put 41 points up on the Chargers last week, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, either way who the quarterback is, but especially if it's Lance, I don't know that the Niners win by this much. I mean, the the Texans are pretty feisty. A lot of guys fighting for their careers. They're not talented, but they I think they hang around in this game and are respectable. I think the Niners win pretty handily, control the action, but if Lance throws a pick or something, you know, that keeps this game close or a pick six, something along those lines. Yeah, rookie mistakes. I'll, yeah, right. Just rookie mistakes or the Niners just playing slow and not running a lot of plays in general. I think that's enough to keep it within 12 and a half. Yeah, that's the key there. And I think that's the key with a lot of these big lines. And I might want to go back and, and just take the points on a lot of these just because the team yeah, that's ahead, point. we're late in December, w- middle of winter here. These teams lean on the run game late in the season. You get a lead, you win by 10, you don't win by you know 15 in yeah. a lot of cases. Uh, this so we really NFL. need to run 70 plays. Right, and, and this is the NFL. And Roger we've seen Stowe how, and, yeah, right. right, in the parody, and we saw last week the Texans can put up a fight still, even though they're one of the worst teams in the league. This is the NFL. There's still a lot of good players and and they're fighting for pride and and davis mills had a bad start to the season there was a game he threw four touchdowns he's come out of the other side as a rookie and really inserted himself into the conversation for them at quarterback in 2022 so um he's playing okay ball i don't think they're gonna be able to run the ball in the niners like they did against the chargers last week which is why i'm very confident the 49ers win this game but i feel like 12 and a half is too much because of what you said i think the 49ers no matter who's at quarterback if it's injured jimmy g or the rookie they're gonna run the heck out of the ball they're gonna try to run the ball 50 times uh they're getting elijah mitchell back it looks like this week um they've got a lot of running backs at their disposal including uh you know they can hand the ball off to their tight end and their wide receiver debo samuel as well if they want to so i feel like this is gonna be a very run heavy low scoring game give me the under and i'll take the points but still an easy win for the 49ers I think it's a really good point about some of these big lines, you know, Tampa versus Jets. I mean, there's many you know, Jags and the Patriots. I mean, these these teams that are gearing up for the playoffs, why run a bunch of plays with a big lead? You know, there might be more garbage time production than we initially thought and fewer plays run by the victors than we originally thought. Right. And there could certainly be boat races, too. And that's why Vegas has to put the line so big or else nobody would bet Mm -hmm. on that side of it. And obviously, you know, Vegas really wants to have 50-50 bets and have as many bets on one side as the other or as much money on one side as the other. Right. I mean, it's hard. you got to give me a lot of points to bet on the Jets or the Jags right now. Right. Exactly. So if the Niners do win, how do we feel about the Saints keeping things alive until week 18 they are hosting the five and ten panthers right now new orleans at home favored by six and a half the ian book experiment's going to be over because they're getting their quarterbacks back from covid although those quarterbacks aren't necessarily inspiring a ton of confidence either for the saints Uh, problems on the offensive line how do we feel about the saints going into week 17 here hosting those panthers I don't feel great at all about the Saints, um, but I feel way worse about the Panthers. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I think this is a potential cashed it in, you know, making beach reservation type team. Darnold's back in. It's just been a lot of things in flux for Carolina. But I'm sitting here looking at a 38 over under and a six and a half point spread. Doesn't quite add up, but boy, the Saints D's really good. I think the Panthers D's pretty good. Give me the points. Panthers are not a team I want to bet on right now, though, at all. Not at all. Um, There was an article that was posted yesterday that talked about 
Panthers owner David Tepper, who is a very active owner in the NFL, and I think he's going to be very, active in yeah. 2022, and he sounds like he's pissed. <laughs> so, like, if, if you want to put an over-under on a team that's going to make a huge move for a quarterback in the offseason, put the Panthers at the top of the list. They're, they're going to do something, and they might overpay for whoever that player is. Um, I, oh, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. Right. And I, I think I, it'll be Watson or Wilson's going to be a Panther. I think Watson is the one, because I think he's going to be gettable, and I'm not sure that I think in Green Bay and in uh, – we won't have time to get into this, but I think in Seattle and Green Bay, cooler heads will prevail, and those teams will realize what well, we can't get Maybe. rid of our quarterback as long as that quarterback is willing to stay. And I think it's sounding more and more like Aaron Rodgers publicly hugging Brian Gutenkus, the GM, on the sideline before the game or in the middle of the field before the game during warm-ups. I really feel like the, the Green Bay thing is fixing itself. I don't know about the Seattle thing. Me that too. one's looking a lot worse. So maybe Wilson will be that prize for every team in the offseason. Yeah, again, we'll talk about this, you know, next week or whatever. But Wilson went to NC State before Wisconsin, but mm -hmm. Watson went to Clemson, mm. and I, I mean, that just seems like such a good marriage. And you know, maybe some of his indiscretions won't be as uh, scrutinized as much. And I do think Wilson's going to want to go to a team that's more established, if he can, that's more ready yeah, to obviously yeah. win, bigger market kind of thing. I think that's just Wilson's angle. Yeah, oh, I wouldn't blame him. But with all that said, I'm still going to take the points here. Yeah, I hate this game, though. I absolutely hate it. This Saints is my least favorite, I think, on the entire it. schedule because the Saints are still probably going to be pretty good at home. I think it's going to be low scoring, though, too. Um, what do we know? We know that Taysom Hill's coming back, but what about right. the offensive line? Are they still missing both their tackles with the Saints? I think so. I mean, I think it's a really low scoring game. It wouldn't shock me if there's a defensive score from either one of these squads. That's why I took the points, just because I think it'll be – you know, 14-10. I'm with you. Yep, give me the points there. Uh, but I think the Saints can keep this alive and win this one in a close battle uh, against another bad team that's that's not playing well at all in the Carolina Panthers and stay alive. And remember, if it's a three-way tie, the 49ers are out if it's a three-way tie between the Niners, Saints, and Eagles, which is a really interesting mm, wrinkle. We'll talk about that. that next week because of the tiebreakers because the head-to-head -head goes out the window for the 49ers over the Eagles in that case. I do think the Saints and Eagles win. Yeah, and it's a good. It's a good. I think uh, the Niners do too. Though. It's Panthers and Falcons the last two weeks, so the Saints could win out, and be nine and eight, and uh, if the Niners go one and one, they'll be tied. So that, this is a big mm. week, and the 49ers want to, absolutely want to, clinch that wild card spot this week. If they oh can. yeah. Lions at Seahawks. Let's not spend much time on this because the Seahawks are bad. They lost to the Bears last week in embarrassing fashion. They've been so terrible, but the Lions are one of the worst teams in the NFL. Uh, right now, would be picking second uh, after losing this. Depending on what happens with the Jaguars, who knows? Maybe they'll uh, climb back to the top and, and pick first in the NFL draft next year. Seattle favored by 7.5 at home. I would absolutely pick the Seattle Seahawks to win this game straight up, but as we know, those Lions have been covering all year long, and I'm going to stick with them. So give me those points for the Lions against the spread. I don't know if they're going to win this game, but uh, I think it's going to be closer than 7.5 and, and probably pretty low scoring. This might be uh, – I might put the over-under on this game at, like, 17 points. Yeah, right. I mean, I'll gladly take the points here. I mean, it looks like it, – it, it, it's it's off the board where I'm looking at it right now. You can't bet this game because Goff is still questionable, but it looks like he's going to practice today. Absolutely looks like Swift is going to play. St. Brown's a legit guy. I actually I just saw, just before you went off the air, I saw that Goff is unlikely to play and that it's going to oh, be really? Tim Boyle. Uh, doubtful. Is, yeah, so that just came down. Doubtful for Jared Goff. So this is going to be a Boyle game. Okay. Well, 
so what I'll this is what you do point. this is what you do you do wait for that to climb to one more point eight and a half and then you take mm-hmm. it for the lions that's what you do yeah i'd feel more comfortable with that but i think the lions keep it close i think seattle's really bad seattle's really bad. seattle's definitely packed it in they're done yeah. i think wilson's packed it in. he's looked so bad it blows me so away bad. and for the middle part of the year i expect him to turn it around and he just hasn't he has not i mean i wonder are teams that are you know, in the Wilson market, going to be like, what are we buying? Dude, this is, yeah. It, you know, the, is the Seahawks great. might not trade him because they might not get those three first rounders they thought they were going to get. You know, right. if it I becomes mean, like, Stock okay, we'll to... give you a one and a two, you know, a conditional two that maybe becomes a one. It's like, well, that's less than we gave up for a sneak in safety. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I know his finger's an issue, but the second half of last year wasn't so great either. No, it's been a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. But he was at an MVP level before that. I I don't know what's right, going on. Right. That's it's it, odd. it would scare me if I was a team to give up too much, and that might dampen the market, and that might keep him in Seattle, or at least make the Seahawks think about laugh. We can't blow this up for just you know, it's got to be huge. It's got to be like three first round picks. That's what I thought it was going to take to get um, to get Russell Wilson, and they seem yeah. they still may get that. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. No, it probably yeah. will. More on that. We've got a ton about the quarterback carousel to get to in the offseason. Those are going to be fun episodes, and I've got some good ideas about how I think these things are going to go and where players are going to end up. We don't have time for that today because we've got to talk about uh, this quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger. Is this it for him at home for the Steelers? Steelers hosting the Browns. The Browns coming in at 7-8. and eight. The Steelers coming in at 7-7-1. Seven, seven, and one. Cleveland on the road, favored by 3.5 points, Matt. Uh, I think just sentimentality at home. I'm taking the points, home dog with the Steelers. Give Ben a win. Steelers collapse next week, lose. They end up eight, eight and one. But there's just this last hurrah. I feel like there's going to be an extra juice in the house for this game. Oh, there will be. I mean, there's no question about it. It's been the talk of the week, and I think the Browns are the better team and are playing better lately. But I think they're basically on the same tier as is Baltimore. All three of those teams to me are. Highly, highly flawed, although they still all have a shot to win the division, which is bonkers. (laughs) Three and a half just seems like a lot in what's going to be a low-scoring, ugly game. The the Steelers' run defense is awful, but it did a really nice job against the Browns in the first meeting. They just loaded up against the run, and it worked out well. Um, I forget how many years it is, but I can tell you this for a fact that my co-host on my Steelers show, Dale Lawley, has been covering the team since 1992, and he has never seen a Monday night home loss. <laughs> so Whoa. it's a crazy home Monday night streak of Steeler wins going back to Bill Cower. But Tomlin's never lost at home in a Monday night. There's something to that. Uh, like just in some feeling of ownership of the Browns kind of too, right? Yeah, that's. I think that's changed a little, though. Okay. I mean, they got beat in the playoffs by the Browns last year, and I mean, it, it's become a pretty good rivalry. I mean, if you think about it, just the last couple meetings, Miles Garrett pulls off Rudolph's helmet and smacks him over the head with it, on, and the Steelers oh, got embarrassed. God, on I forgot. That night. feels like it was uh, ten years ago now. Right, right. I mean, that wasn't long ago. And then, if you remember, Week Seventeen last year. The Steelers had the division wrapped up. They rested everybody in Cleveland, and the, they almost still won with Rudolph. I think it was a two-point game, but the Browns won that game to get in the playoffs, and the Steelers, you know, all the Steelers fans are like, great, that's still the little brother. We'll destroy him. They come here and beat the pants off the Steelers. So they wouldn't have gotten in the playoffs if the Steelers win that game, and if they don't rest all the players, they probably don't get in that game. So it's been some drama back and forth with these guys. 
you think the Steelers regret letting Hargrave walk? He's the one that I regret the most. I, I bring that name up all the time because small school guy that you developed as a day two pick that kept getting better and better and better. And that's the, always the type of guy they give a second contract to. But they just had all kinds of cap problems at the time, and they had a Lulu and Tua who aren't in the mix now. He's the one I regret most of all the free agent departures in like the last five years. Yeah, because he's such a good two-way player because he's stout enough against the exactly run and, what they need. and could just burst to get after the quarterback too in passing downs. And uh, But key for me, Trent Jordan Watt, TJ Watt, is he playing in this game? Oh, Watt's 100% now. Yeah. Oh, he's 100%? Okay, good. Then and give me the Steelers. Browns right tackles out too. This is, the, this is the easiest bet of the week for me. Upset special. Uh, three and a half points for the home Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger's last game, Monday Night Football, all day long. Give it to me. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely betting with sentiment over tape study in this one, but that Monday night winning streak, things like that aren't real fluky. I will say, though, this is going to be cold, 27 degrees in Pittsburgh, night game. Uh, This would lend to the Browns in a heavy chub. A heavy chub factor. So can can the Steelers stop the run? That's going to be the question. Yep, they they need to slow down Miles Garrett, and they need to stop the run. And. I have more faith that they'll slow down. I don't have most much faith in either one of those things happening, but uh, the Browns have their problems as well. Speaking of weather, I'm seeing seven degrees in Green Bay Sunday night. Yeah, I saw that too. I mean, Single digits. That's uh, that's colder than any game I can remember. Maybe that's why Cousins got COVID. He's like, oh, maybe I'll go. Yeah. You know, lick, lick some door handles or something. Oh, oh so no. I can skip this one. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right. Well, future Pittsburgh Steeler. Kirk Cousins. There we go. All right. Happy New Year to all. Yep. Happy New Year, everybody out there. That is the week 17 schedule. Uh, I hope you enjoy celebrating, and I hope 2022 is everybody's year. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll be back next year breaking down all of these week 17 games. Thank you for making us your first listen right here. Peacock and Williamson.